Here we go. Uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. I mean, I'm super excited for it. Uh, tomorrow night, I'm actually speaking down at Middleburg Rotary Club um, a little bit. Uh, so my side projects for motivational speaking. Um, so if anyone's in the area and wants to come down, come check it out. It's at the uh, community center at 1800. Um, and for you civvy crazies, uh, that's 6 p.m. Um, <laughs> as the wife goes, thank you. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be a good time. And I mean, yeah, I, I can't wait to be on your show as well. I'm really excited for it. Hopefully I don't sound so congested. I'll take some Benadryls or something later tonight and actually sleep. Yeah. So. <laughs> If we can raise some money for your charities, you know, for what you guys are working on, then that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be awesome, man. That'd be great. Definitely. Um, yeah. yeah. So, guys, as we always say, stay, stay triggered. triggered. Thank you, Rich. All right. Welcome back, everybody, for another wonderful episode of Triggered. Um, tonight, we have a very special guest. Uh, Richard Kaufman, thank you so much for joining us, man. Yes, thank you. It's truly an honor. Thank you. Oh, man, it's my honor to be on your show. <laughs> I mean, it's I'm just standing on the shoulders of giants. Oh, I don't know. About, I don't, I'm only 5'4", five, 5'5", five, five, so, you know. Damn airborne school shrinks you down, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was never that cool. I was a giant. I was just a deck, you know. I was a dumbass tanker. Yeah. So I didn't really get to do any cool <laughs> stuff. It seems like we get a lot, a lot of tankers and artillery on our show. Have you noticed that, Zach? It's like kind yeah, of a common actually, thing. In my old unit, um, when I went from active to National Guard, we uh, there is we have a tanker that used to be in the unit, so it was it was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, we're a little bit left of center. You know, we, we're not exactly right. Yeah. Head, you know. It's good yeah. times, though. So if you want, man, just to start off, tell us, um, you know, who you are, where you're from. Give a, give us your story. Let's tell the world what uh, what you've been up to and where you, where you came from. All right. I'll give you a quick down and dirty. Um, but before I, I get started, I just got to say, you know, we all had that one guy that was the shitbag in the unit. Yep. That was me. <laughs> um, you know, I, cause I always like starting to preface that, you know, when people know what they expect, you know, they know that, uh, you know, that's where I started. Um, you know, I had eight Article 15s. Nice. Two field grades. So I, uh, I wasn't the best guy, but well, I guess I'll just, I'll, we'll talk about that eventually. Yeah, yeah. You but, had the most uh, fun though. <laughs> yeah. I grew up in Jersey. Um, my mother was an addict, and uh, thank God she's clean now, 27 years. For her. Dad hauled ass in three months. So she was a nurse working swing shifts. So uh, I was left alone to my own devices a lot. Uh, uh, first, first drink of alcohol at 12, full-blown alcoholic by the age of 13. Wow. Uh, I figured I'd join the military because I, I hit my teacher in the head with a desk. And they, they kind of refrain, they refrain from that in school. It's and, crazy uh, how that works, you know? <laughs> so I decided either, you know, join the military or go to jail. Somehow I joined the military and went to jail while I was in the military. <laughs> uh, became a tanker. I, I, I always, I thought tanks were cool. Just blow, get to blow up shit. Um, like, like I said, I got, in, in, just in regular army, I had six Article 15s. And two of them were field grades. 
But what saved my ass was if, if you put me in the rear with the gear, I was the biggest fuck up. You put me, I was the field soldier. I was that dirty, grimy, you want me to stay up three days and, and drink Monster and do whatever you want to do. You want to, you know, I'm there. I got your back. But as soon as you put me in garrison, I just, you know, fucked up. So uh, eventually, after two and a half years, Uncle Sam decided, you know what? I don't want you as my nephew anymore. You got to get out. So they threw me out for being an addict and an alcoholic. Now, if you guys know me a little bit at all, I'm probably the only guy you know that actually got back in the military. Okay. <laughs> now, uh, when I got back in, I got sober in 2000, uh, the 1989, and we can talk about that. Um, I almost did five years. And I always went, almost went to prison for five years. Wow. Uh, but uh, as I was being arrested, my uncle, which was a, he was a Korean War veteran, he was actually the um, the, bo- the world boxing champion of the military in the Korean War. He said, "You know what? I knew you're not man enough to make this a military career. I knew you. I knew you didn't have the balls." And it just stuck. It stuck in me. It ate at me. Um, I couldn't sleep at night. I, you know. So actually, I did everything I could, including getting congressman to write me letters to get back in and to go into the national guard nice. so i joined the national guard as uh i reclassified as 11 bravo and uh i got in trouble again <laughs> and i wasn't drinking i wasn't uh, drugging anymore because i was sober but i was just an asshole i was the biggest asshole you'll ever meet um and i was due to be thrown out again for the second time on uh, at the end of September 11th of 2001, uh, but because of what happened on the morning of Tuesday, that Tuesday. Um, now, preface to go back a little bit. Where I'm sitting right now, if I go stand on my front porch, I can actually see where the twin towers once stood. Wow! And wow. we all knew people that were in the buildings that day. Yep. And something broken me that day. Um, like I said, I was due to be discharged again. Um, but I begged my company commander, my first sergeant, to keep me. Uh, they did, but they busted me again. Busted me down to E1. So here I here I go again. Uh, I never had to be pinned. Good old private. <laughs> Good old private life. Um, but thank God they kept me. I became a non-commissioned officer. I won Soldier of the Year. Nice. Um, and, and then. I get hurt in a field training, tra- a field training accident, mm. where um, I'm backing up up armored Humvee or uh, Humvee, and instead of him hitting the brakes, he hit the gas and ran over the whole right side of my body oh, and my wow. head. But the Kevlar saved me, which I need. You know, we never normally wear Kevlar's in a Humvee. Right. No. Nope. First, first thing you do, I rip did, it off. And uh, I, I became blind. I lost my vision. Wow. And, uh, you know, the military, you can't see, you can't shoot. And uh, they decided to medically discharge me, you know, after being in a, was it warrior transition unit? Mm, WTP. For about a year and a half. Yep. And uh, 
they just they decided to discharge me on Memorial Day 2012 wow. and that was the day that I attempted suicide because here I was I was given a second chance and I did everything I could to become the ultimate soldier I went to every class I you know I showed up two hours early two hours late you know you want me to reclass I reclass three times you know whatever you want me to do I got you and then to find out that I had to hand in my card and you're no longer Richard Kaufman you know you're no longer Sergeant Kaufman who are you and I didn't know who Richard was and thank God uh, I, I attempted suicide but it didn't go through um, but that was the day that my my new life started was uh, 2012 Memorial Day well what a story man yeah and it's very um I gotta say you know I serve way after you I served 2017 to 2020 and um your story is definitely much harder than mine was unfortunately a lot of the people that are listening I I was running and blew my knee out and that was it but I was my mindset was going for the long haul this and the other it's just that small stuff you don't expect to happen and then the same thing what do I do now you know you had this plan you had everything forward for you you're ready to go hard charger and then boom so yeah, man, that's that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, and you know, and I planned on doing thirty. That you know, I wanted to do the whole pitch, and I think a lot of it was to prove my uncle wrong mm-hmm. because I respected him so much, and I just wanted to you know prove him that you know I, I was that kind of guy. And so unfortunately, it, it worked out that way. But I think everything happens for a reason. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now if I didn't. If all that didn't happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm glad you're here. I, honestly, um, you know, I'm glad that you found ways to deal with stuff just like me and Zach have found different ways to do it. Um, so that's awesome. Do we have a, a cooker going? No. Okay. I got nervous. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> oh, that, that's, that's an amazing story. Now, what? Do you ever find out what happened to the soldier that ran you over whatever happened to him do you know or well here my story is um i was given a second chance um what happened was in 1989 i got a job to bartend for a um it was a police officer he owned his own bar and it was new year's eve so he offered me the job everything was going great drinks started flowing eight hours later he shows up with three of his buddies to come lock me up because mm. i robbed i robbed the place i gave away like two thousand dollars worth of free drinks and i pocketed like five grand and he looked at me you know he said you're 20 years old if you go to jail in new jersey you know a, a pale skinned white boy you're going to be somebody's bitch he said so i'm going to give you a chance he said, because I don't want to see her ruin your life. So he gave me a chance to get the money back. And I, like I said, I borrowed it. I paid it all back. Um, and he told me I had to hit 90 meetings in AA in 90 days. I had like 300 in a row. Nice. Um, and, but when that kid ran over me, he was, it was his first drill with us. He was an E2. And I was like, you know what? I was given a chance. Yes. So in all the paperwork, uh, 
we kind of we, we made it sure that his name didn't appear anywhere gotcha that's awesome man you know and that's that battle buddy system you know that's that's that true i got your six um because there was i'm sure zach you got a couple stories of that kind of stuff where it's like oh well accidentally fell yeah. off this or this might have happened or you know because people you do need second chances because let's be honest with you us guys who and females too who are in the military we're still even though you're in the barracks or you're in you know your own housing order you still don't get that much sleep you still make mistakes things happen especially in the field i mean and when you're running around with equipment that size um you know myself i did a lot with the fuel trucks and water trucks they're still very heavy anything can happen so i mean it's that's crazy so um do you have any more questions i'm sorry zach before we move on to the next i'm I'm good right now all right um I'm, i'm like fighting this like allergy attack here man i'm sorry rich it's like all sneezy and gross so i sound all nasty um so what are you doing now i mean i read up on yourself but like what i read was just like amazing to see um because we're actually very in pretty much the same trajectory of what we're doing which just excited me more and motivated me more um so tell the folks what, what you're doing now like you went through all that hard struggle and, and i don't even know the word for it that i can think of right now the tribulations there is the tribulations you went through and the hardship so what are you doing now well what happened was as a, you know as when you're in a war i don't know you know but if you're in a warrior transition unit you sit there and do absolutely jack shit. You learn how to be a great card player. You learn how to play chess. Guitar, uh, yo. But, you know, a little while into it, I'm like, there's got to be something more. I said, because this shit's coming to an end. I know it's coming to an end. I just don't know the date. Mm-hmm. So I started reading books on finances. And uh, I read a book by uh, Robert Kiyosaki and Miss Sharon mm-hmm. Lecter, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That's I'm a great book. Her on the sh- I'm actually having her on the show Friday. Oh. But, but you know, I kept on reading self-development books, and I kept hearing Gary V, Gary V, Gary V. I'm like, who the fuck is Gary V? <laughs> and, I, you know, and, I, and I listened to him a while. Um, he kind of got on my nerves. <laughs> but he had a lot of stuff to say and a lot I wanted to learn. So I found out somehow that his father's liquor store is 20 minutes from my house. Really? So, so I called him up. I called his father up. I'm like, I'm a distributor. I want to, you know, blah blah blah. Uh, when is Gary gonna be there? And he's like, he'll be here Tuesday. So I actually got there, hung out with Gary V for like 30 minutes. We had lunch, and uh, he got me started. And I started telling him my story. Now this whole time I was in the military and uh, also with National Guard. You know, we all know if you're a National Guard. You always, you always have another job. You got a real job. So I was working with GNC. I was working with guys from the WWE, NFL, Major League Baseball. Yep. And uh, and now, now, so that's what I did for a living. But, you know, if I told Gary what happened, he's like, bro, you've been through a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah, he's like, so you're, and you coach people. I'm like, yeah. He's like, so you're the comeback coach. I was like, hmm. I'm like, okay, but Gary, what do I do with that? Right. You got it now. What do you do with it? Like, it's there. He's like, what I want you to do is I want you to write a book. I'm like, a book? He's like, I want you to write all the dirty shit you've ever done, and I want you to publish it. And then I want you to start a podcast. There you go. I'm like, 
I'm, I'm a low tech redneck. I don't know what a podcast even is, <laughs> but he, you know, he he kind of pushed me along, and uh, now I, the book's been out two years. It's about it's about to be. I'm rebrand. I'm republishing it coming Monday, actually. Nice. Um, and now the pod the, the podcast is doing okay. It's you know we've had in the last year 180 thousand downloads. Um, and now I came out. Well, you can't see. I don't think you see it here, but came out my own coffee. So nice. instead of having to drink that old, old nasty army coffee, <laughs> the old, the old sludge. So now, you know, now it's just about uh, having people like you guys come on my show and tell your story. You know, because you know, um, everybody has a story, and they all need to be told. And you know, a lot of people that went through the same thing like I did, you know, didn't know who they were, struggled, you know, but getting out, you know, like for, I've had I think 385 interviews, and I had John Lee Dumas on last month, and he, you know, he even he said, you know, even though he got a million, he gets a million downloads a month, and makes 150 grand off his podcast a month, he said, but when I got out, you know, he was a tank commander that lost four of his guys in Iraq. And he went through some severe PTSD. Oh, yeah. And he didn't know what to do with himself when he got out. And he struggled with transitioning. So even somebody as successful as that still struggled. And I think a lot of, you know, so my, my, my podcast is about, you know, anybody that struggled in life or in business, you know. So it's all, it's all about resilience. It's all about coming back. It's all about letting people know that it's all right it's okay not to be not to be okay and uh but you know if you listen to my show i'm going to tell you you know from the moment you hear my voice from now on anything that happens like uh, what's his name uh, grant cardone says everything is your fault from this point on yeah. so no matter what happens to you don't it's all about how you react mm. and once you take ownership of your life i think that's when you can really start achieving more in life is when you start saying all right it's all my fault <laughs> i'll deal with it but you know from now on it's all about you know me doing the next right thing that's so awesome man it's so true so true so during during your your time of, of troubles and, and the stuff you were going through where, where did you find help did you find help in somebody did you reach out to an organization just, just for our listeners, in case anybody's listening, that, that they do need help. Uh, well, like I said, there, you know, there was three different parts of my life that, you know, the three major things that, you know, 9-11 changed me. Because, um, you know, after 9-11, you know, I got back in, you know, they let me in, stay in. You know, but now, now this is like the sixth time. And I sat there and I'm like, all right my way is not working obviously so i need to start doing what the successful people do the e7s the e8s the colonels but i didn't know what that meant so i just got the drill two hours early and i stayed till they left and i kept doing that every every drill until eventually they got me so annoyed with me being there that they started showing me the ropes and started showing me what a, a non-commissioned officer should be. So I, you know, I realized at that point that success leaves clues, 
So I stopped hanging out with the E4s, E1s. Cause you can't get me anywhere. I've been there. Exactly. You know, so I, exactly. You know, I decided, all right, I'm just going to start hanging out with the winners and start doing what they do. And that's what I started doing with that. And then with the podcast, um, I started looking at people that are highly successful and what they're doing. Like my friend Zach Babcock, you know, some of these, you know, Tony Watley, people like that that are cre creating millions of dollars. What they're doing that I'm not doing. So I think a lot, if somebody's out there struggling, they want to do something, well, then maybe you need to start finding, following the people that are doing what you want to do. Absolutely. You know, j just to piggyback off that, um, I watch a lot of different like people on YouTube, motivational speakers, success people, um, all sorts of different industries. And one pre person I follow is Dan Pena. And one of the things he says, and you hit it right on the nail is, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. If you're hanging around with bums who are just, you know, doing nothing with their lives, that's what you're gonna to come to. If you want, like you said, you want to be successful in whatever industry you're doing, follow those people because they are already at the top. They already know the game. And they're willing to teach you. They're willing to give you their secrets, you know, so to speak, their secrets. And a lot of times they're not even really that hard. It's just basic discipline and understanding. That's all, most of the time, that's all it is to be a, a good start. So yeah, like you said, hanging out with E1D2s, you know, the, the lower bunch. And I even saw that, you know, being active duty, you know, Monday morning they come in and they're all, you know, fucked up still from the weekend. And then you see your, your E5, E6 who has a family who, oh, what'd you do this weekend? Oh, we went to the movies and we just chilled at home. And he was rested or she was rested. They have the, you know, the E2 who just got demoted four times, you know, and they're still doing the same stuff they've been doing, <laughs> you know? And as you, you gotta wake up one day and say, where do I want to be? I don't want to stay in this lane. I want to always be better. And you should always want to be better. So that's awesome the way you put that because that, that nails, uh, that hits the nail right on the head there, so. But one thing I gotta say, I mean, I love my veterans. I do, I do, I do. But a lot of them are cheap fucks. They yep. don't ever want to invest in themselves. You know, like in order for me to have John Lee on my, sit in his courses, I, I wanted to learn from him. Right. You know, and people like that that are upper echelon, you know, they they they're not going to invest in you until you show that you're invested in yourself and you're invested in them. Yeah. And some, you know, unfortunately, a lot of guys were broke like me. I started out broke. But, you know, if you want to, like, say, find a, a big podcast that you want to be on, um, like, I I can't wait to have Tony Robbins on. I can't, that's my, he's one of my dream guests. That's, that's huge. That's so, so like, amazing, that man. When I'm on LinkedIn and he shares a post, I like his post. Uh -huh. I reshare it. I comment on it. I start liking his friends' posts. I have his friends on my show. Yep. And so, you know, I think sometimes you have to, you know, even if you can't afford to do it, it, it doesn't cost you much to, you know, get Audible for $15 a month. And then when he puts a post out, take a screenshot and say, listen, I'm listening to your post. I'm listening to your, your you know, your your audio. Truly amazing. And he's going to be start looking at you when he sees your name pop up. Yep. You know, that's a good way to, to get no matter who it is and I think and if you have a few extra dollars you know take courses and like I've got three courses I'm taking in podcasting right now that's awesome because you know, I want to be you know yeah and that's the thing you want to be at the top of your game you, again you have to invest in yourself 
Um, you know, right now we could be, and yes, I'm still guilty of it. I still play Xbox. Um, that's kind of my de-stressing sometimes to get away from reality. Um, but all my work is done for that night before I even hit that Xbox. And a lot of times I'll go, you know, what, Zach, what, what was the last time me and you played? Probably a month ago now? A month ago. Yeah, yeah, because we're grinding, grinding, grinding. Right now, for us, it's time to grind. When we have that time to take that couple I just, seconds I break. I just got off my Xbox. <laughs> I just got my ass kicked. I'm, 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 I'm playing Golden State Warriors. <laughs> I, I scored 50, and they beat me by 40. Yep. So, but that's my way to distress, is either play Absolutely. NASCAR or play basketball. Yep. So I think it's a great way to distress. It is. It is. But yeah, man, I mean, like you said, investing in yourself is, is such a huge huge factor people have to understand you know and what you put into your mind and what you put into your ears stays there it's going to resonate so if you're putting in positive stuff all day um no matter what side you're listening to or whatever put that positive in you're going to feel better and you're going to get positive out it's good it's just naturally going to happen you know, um, you know i think you know people that start podcasts they think it costs a lot of money i mean it doesn't cost a lot to have a cell phone Premium. It doesn't cost a whole lot. No. But you know, no. There's a million podcasts out there, mm-hmm. but only fifty percent are active, and the average podcast only lasts eight episodes. You know, so I read a statistic about episode, that. Yeah, I read like that. The top ten percent. It's amazing to think that too, because I mean, and I still do this. I'm not gonna say every day, but like once a month, me and Zach literally go back to and say okay we did this this month or whatnot and like we've been doing now a year and two months Zach, i think it is we started in november yeah. of last year yep and year two months we have helped so many people in the sense of just like basic speaking or physically going and helping and you know like when we saw Joni and worked with the service dogs like if you're if you're not passionate about what you're doing don't do it don't even try to start it and yeah. i just feel so fortunate and passionate about not only the podcast, but what our what we physically do as well, because we've helped so many people. And you know, if it was just that one person we helped or saved, then it was all worth it. You know, and a lot of people get into podcasts and they think, you know, I'm going to make a lot of money and do a little work, and you don't, you don't realize. No. Like, I, I, you, know, you only record a couple hours a day, but people they don't realize how you know what long it takes to get guests on your show to write liner notes, you know, to promote shows. It's a job. It's it work. Is. Yep. Yeah. Full time. Full time. It and I is. think that's why people quit. You know, after eight episodes, you're like, fuck it. I can't. It's not worth it. And if you're in it for the money, if you're in it to make make money, you're in it for the wrong reason. Yep. Because you're going to be sad and even more broke. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so true, man. That's so true. So... You know, I was checking out your website and stuff, so why don't you plug in on that? We got about four minutes left um, for this segment. Where can people uh, get your stuff? Like, I, it's it's your website's amazing, but where can we get this this awesome coffee and the swag and all this other stuff? Well, they can go to verticalmomentumcast.com. It has my swag, my T-shirts, my everything. Uh, now, I think this is cool that, you know, when you tell people I got all that, and then I tell them I make zero dollars off of it because everything I make goes to help Project Die Hard nice. 22. So all my money goes to help veterans struggling with homelessness. 
and uh, mental health. So I make no money off anything that I do. T-shirts, hats, books. I don't make any money off of it on purpose. Okay. So if anybody buys it, like the, the T-shirts or the hats or coffee, it knows that the proceeds go to help somebody else and not line my pockets. And I think that's why people can relate to me because they know that, hey, I'm not making money any money off of it i'm just trying to help you know pay it forward yeah you said it was project die hard project die hard 22 yeah 22, and that's they're actually a... making these out in kentucky to where they're going to be able to out house seven veteran families and four individual veterans for up to a year to take care of all their bills that's awesome and is that a uh dot org dot com it is a .org. It is a 5013C. Nice. And, and he puts out his financials every month on social media. So awesome. it's just super it's transparent. That's awesome. Yeah. I just put it out there on StreamYard if you guys are watching live. ProjectDieHard22.org. Go check them out as well. Um, I know with us, we, uh, we're on a uh, Operation IDs, they call it. They take shelter dogs and match them with service members and first responders, train them as service dogs, and then give it to them for free. They work for it. They, the dog and the service member work for it. Um, but, you know, Joni down there at Operation IDs is amazing, and that's what we raise our money for is to help them out for this season. Or last season it was. Um, this season we're standing behind uh, Veteran Coalition Housing uh, helping Michelle, homeless yeah. shelters, yeah, or homeless shelters, blah, blah, blah. helping homeless vets uh, get homes and stuff like that in this area. It's it's an amazing thing. So it's just so great to really pay it forward. And if you're not doing things like that, then like you said, you're in the wrong game. You shouldn't even be trying. Just yeah. you should be paying now, it forward. Where are you guys located? Uh, Middleburg, New York. Upstate. Upstate New York. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jersey, so we're not we're not really that that too far. No. Where are you out of again? Jersey. We're right by okay. Giant City. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Nice, nice. Um, yeah. So we got about forty seconds left. Um, so guys, thank you so much for joining us, Richard. Yeah, once again, definitely. thank you so much, man. We'll definitely have you back on the show. I mean, I want to hear some more of these crazy stories you got. You know. It sounds those, sounds those like tankers. They have they have a bunch of crazy stories. I can tell you that. Oh now, yeah. Um, you guys are going to be on my show. Yes, tomorrow. Thursday night. Tomorrow. And it's going to live on Facebook, LinkedIn, where I have like twenty eight thousand followers, and also on um, what the hell's the up? Um, YouTube. So we're you guys are going to go out, and we're going to have some fun talking about you guys and getting into. Oh. 